Welcome back to Brian's Rompod. I hope you're having a great week. I have another series of interviews. This week, we have an interview with Lucy Thomason, who runs her own Pilates company and has been doing for the past five years a massive achievement, considering we've had a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. I have split the interview into three parts. The first part is how she got into Pilates, and she also explains about the core principles of Pilates. I'm sure you'll enjoy our chat. So you're thinking about running, but not sure how to take the first step. My name is Brian Patterson, and I'm here to help. Welcome to Brian's Rompod. to Ryan's Rompod and today we have another special guest um, and I'm really excited to have with us Lucy Thomason who is the Pilates teacher and founder of Welcome Pilates. Um, you, well you might be asking well what has this to do with running? Well I'm always a believer to be the best runner you can be you have to draw on different disciplines and it provides variety to your training and will in the long run make you a better runner. So anyway, back to Lucy. She got into Pilates at university and says, I discovered Pilates at university when I was going through a period of particular poor mental health and it gave me a place to escape while studying for my degree. She says that her mission is, and I quote, I created Welcome Pilates to help people connect back to themselves, to feel more confident in their bodies and more energised in their minds. Pilates helps people to gain strength, improve flexibility, mobility and stability and have more body awareness and prevent injury. Welcome to the podcast, Lucy. Right, enough of that. Anyway, (laughs) over to you, Lucy. So anyway, how are you today? I'm good. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Great. So... You said you discovered it at university. I mean, were you always quite an active person anyway? Fairly active. I um, I went to school locally around here, actually. So All right. I was at Watergrave. All right, um, yeah. So they are quite big on sport, but I was never that um, much of a team sportsman. Yeah. Woman, I should say. Yeah. I really liked athletics, but I was awful at netball and hockey. So actually for me, um, discovering Pilates was quite a good thing because I found something that I actually really enjoyed um, for me. Um, You mentioned in your intro that I was going through a bit of a poor mental health um, spot and I had been using exercise as more of a punishing thing rather than for good. Oh, right. Okay. It was was really good for me to find Pilates because, yeah, like I said, I'd been using it in quite a negative, unhealthy way and it showed me that you can still exercise and uh, in a good in in a better way basically so that was a really positive thing all right okay did anyone you know in particular was you know kind of said well why don't you try that was there anyone there or was it just something you just either came across it was just something I came across um I had always heard of Pilates but I didn't really know what it was um, and then I was a member of a gym. I went to Plymouth University and I was a member yeah. of the gym there. And it was just, it was a great package. You had um, all classes included for, it can't have been very expensive. But 
yeah, so I discovered it there, started going to classes, and my teacher at the time was amazing. She actually was also called Lucy. Oh, right. Um, so I was very inspired by her. But she was great, and I was going two to three times a week, um, trying to get all my friends to come along. Some of them did, but no one seemed to really get the, the bug. Get, get the bug. <laughs> yeah, the get bug, the bug, exactly. Get the bug. So was there kind of an inflection point where, big word there, but basically where you felt you know, your well-being, your mental health had improved because of, and then you thought, oh, maybe this is something I could I could do or I could, you know, run with. Yeah, well, Lucy, the teacher at the time, she strongly encouraged me. I think I was going so much. She kind of thought, you're obviously enjoying this. Do you think you would want to do it yourself? But I was studying for my degree and I didn't actually make the full connection until I came back to London, was working in industry. So um, I was working in graphic design. All right. You can't really go off and do Pilates classes in the middle of the day like I was doing at uni. So, oh, no, um, no, no. yeah, I'm sure your listeners being sat at a desk, that kind of sedentary yeah, lifestyle yeah, is yeah. quite common. Um, and I really struggled with it. So it was then that I kind of made the connection that actually I would want, wanted to do something more physical um, and retrained and then started um, my Pilates. Business. So you're a level three? Level three mat work. Yeah. And, is that, um, um, as well as reformer. So I'm trained in the reformer as well, which is one of the key machine. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll talk about that later because yeah. I, um, I, uh, as I told you, you know, when we were communicating, I'm a complete, I, I really don't know, idiot. I mean, in terms of you, you are talking about this is the idiot's guide to, uh, that's fine. Pilates. That's right. That's fine. So, okay. So you discovered Pilates at, at university and then, you know, you, you went into industry and I, and I take it you just, you, you studied graphic design at university, is that yeah, right? That's yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay. And so, well, let's kind of move on to, you know, about Pilates. What's kind of the core philosophy of Pilates? So Pilates, generally, I often get asked, you know, what what is Pilates? I think mm. there's quite a lot of misconceptions around it. A lot of people ask me if it's the same as yoga and there definitely are similarities. So obviously um, you're based on the mat, um, which you are in yoga. But as I mentioned just a moment ago, there are machines as well. So like you said, we can go into that in a bit more detail later, but there are similarities with yoga. I think the easiest way to distinguish it from yoga is that yoga is more about stillness and poses. Pilates is more about flowing movements and moving from one exercise into the next and it's more about the mobility aspect of it so that's the real difference also yoga is much older than pilates and is more was used to do before prayer which is the stillness whereas pilates um, was created by a man in the early uh, 20th century. Right, okay. Um, so Joseph Pilates, where the name... Oh, I see, okay. He didn't call it after himself. He um, He's an interesting man, but he didn't actually call it after himself. He originally called it chronology. Um, so that's the control element, because it is a lot about control and you know really being in control of your body. But it was later changed to being called Pilates once he died. Oh, right, okay. So was this sort of in the... 50s or uh, it was, well he um started his exercise he came up with the exercises he did actually study yoga and he also studied the movement of animals especially cats um so that kind of spinal movement that you see cats do that stretch a lot of that came from the really intuitive movement that animals do yeah but this was in kind of the first world war so he was actually in um camps and he did lots of rehabilitation on soldiers 
uh, seriously injured soldiers, which is where he got his idea for the springs of the reformers. Um, So he used the springs from the beds. Oh, right. So even the reformers go back then. Yeah. So the original beds are really his, it it was very innovative for his time. He kind of was really ahead of the curve. All right. Okay. And was it all about the, because I know, um, was it all, uh, I've always thought that, you know, core strength was kind of a recent thing, but that even then Mm. it's, yeah, he, he he focused on that. He really had the idea. So he, before he was in uh, the camps, he was um, a martial artist and a circus performer and he did lots of boxing. Um, And that was all because he was a very sickly child. So he had, lots of different ailments which made him his focus yeah, of his life yeah. overcoming those and right. he found that physical exercise really was the um the thing that helped him all oh, right okay yeah because that's interesting um i mean one of the athletes that i interviewed Stuart hayes he was hyperactive mm. and the only thing they felt they could his parents yeah. felt they could do was to take him swimming or to do lots of physical activity because yeah. he was very, very hyperactive and to get rid of that excess energy. Well. Yeah. But anyway, that's a, that's yeah, a, probably that's similar a, though. Simple, probably a, a, a similar thing. So the core principles being self-connection I've got here, body confidence, mental energy. Obviously we talk about the, the core is, is, is that right in terms of yeah, the kind of when, if somebody was first coming to my classes, those things that you mentioned, definitely. Mm. Um, but you can kind of think about it as the ABCs of Pilates. So A for alignment. And we talk a lot about your alignment in Pilates. We want you to be moving from the best place possible. So we often get set up it before we start moving. So if you think about your spine and um, the natural curves that you have in your spine, it'll be different for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we want to get you in your best neutral is what it's generally called. Um, most, some school of thoughts have, uh, we talk from a neutral perspective. So that's your neutral spine, neutral pelvis. And when you're in that really good neutral, it means that your body is going to be moving from ease, a place of ease so that you're going to get the best out of. And then B, so the B of the ABCs is breathing. Right. Um, which is really important for um, functional movement. Mm. The, uh, the more you can use your breath to help facilitate each mm. movement. Mm. Um, and also, so we do, we use a breath called the lateral breath, which is breathing into the sides and backs of your rib cage. And that helps. So the in-breath is often um, used to prepare for the movement. And the out-breath is often used for the more challenging part of the movement, because then you're going to be able to connect to your deeper abdominal muscles and your that leads into the C, right, which right. is centering or your core strength so that's all about um the kind of joseph Pilates called it your powerhouse that's your trunk and you start your movement from that you engage in that so that you can then move hmm. more fluidly with ease like i think we're going to be coming to that in terms of later yeah. on in terms of the q a which is but that's quite a lot to because let's say if someone who's new to Pilates mm. and they start and they come along yeah. So to take in all that, yes. do, 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 how, how do you kind of overcome that? You know, you've got to breathe in this way and that way. What, how do you approach that? Someone who's really new, let's say I come to your class. Yeah, well, I'd love you to come. <laughs> um, but the best thing I say, especially with the breathing, because often people do get quite focused on it and they worry they yeah. are they're not breathing or they forget yeah. to breathe. Yeah. I always just say when you're new, as long as you're breathing, 
it's fine. So I always remind people in class, you can see it happening when we're doing something, even if it's not a particularly challenging exercise, but people start to focus and concentrate and then they stop breathing. And obviously we need breath for life. Of course. So I'm always saying, make sure we're breathing, you know, don't forget to breathe. And it it can become quite humorous because people think, oh yeah, I'm not breathing. But um, so I always just say, as long as you're breathing, it's fine. And it, the breaths will come later. So people think, oh, you, you know, you have to breathe in at this part. You have to breathe out another part. You don't. There's definitely certain exercises that it helps the exercise to breathe in or out at a certain point. But as long as you're breathing, that's the main thing when you first start. Okay. Okay. And then no doubt sort of later on, you kind of yeah, get the hang of it becomes second nature. And I remember when I first started even having those thoughts myself and then one day it just kind of clicks and mm. I thought, oh, I'm not thinking so much about those things anymore. They just become mm. um, second nature. So you said alignment, so breath. And there's a, is there a, a, a yeah, C? Yeah, C right. is centering, um, right. which all can be known as core strength. So a lot of people come to Pilates wanting this core strength thing, which, again, it's quite an elusive term. Um, but again, it kind of goes hand in hand with the breath, that um, the core strength element. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So, and do you see that, I mean, we touched on it earlier in terms of kind of that mental health aspect of it i mean do you i mean how long have you had your company i mean have you seen you know the benefits that other people have had through that kind of the mental health aspect of it? yeah definitely i think i have been running my business since 2018 all right well done well i was originally pilates with lucy yeah Um, there's quite a lot of pilates with brian or all right okay okay um lucy and i so then i changed the name um, to welcome Pilates actually in 2021. So kind of middle of COVID times. And it really was, um, during COVID we went online and did all the classes online. And I think that was a real moment. Obviously everyone was going through lots during that time. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a lot of people say that just coming online and doing that class with people that they knew and, you know, people chat at the class, but often everyone was rushing around kind of coming to class and then leaving. Yeah. But actually having that human point of connection, seeing everybody else on the screen and obviously everyone in their homes and things, it was for me as well, it was really important that I could even keep going during COVID. Um, And actually it showed me how I could work in a completely different way. So I do still run, four online classes a week, um, which is nice because I, I moved, I was living in a different part of London and I've still kept some of those members because they still come online. Okay. Um, so do do you, do you have a studio at home or not? Not a studio at home. I rent a space, um, and hold classes there, which are in Twickenham. Um, but yeah, doing a combo of both is quite nice that you can, um, see people online and then also have people come in person. All right. Okay. So is that you do it at our church? Don't yes, you? the right. Holy Trinity Church. Holy Trinity, yeah. yeah. In fact, I know because I've seen in one of your pictures on oh, yeah. Facebook and I know a couple of people. And, well, oh, one really? Person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Oh, you have to tell me after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that was quite good to sort of, you know, keep the business running, you know, on, yeah. you know, throughout, uh, you know, covid and also to come out the other end exactly um, because you know obviously there have been sort of obviously casualties in terms of yeah businesses but dude, that was that was quite good yeah it was definitely something i'd never considered teaching online mm. when i did my training it wasn't really a thing um whereas now it's much bigger mm. um 
and there's definitely benefits to it obviously you can join from anywhere that you are in the world mm. time mm. difference mm. um yeah sure factoring in but um yeah. the thing about the in-person is that I can really kind of get my hands on people and offer those corrections I think with online the beauty that I had is that I'd already taught a lot of those people in person so I knew their bodies quite well and they knew me when I have someone new coming it's still you can still do it online I still offer corrections and adjustments and you can still yeah. try and make it the best studio experience in the comfort of your own home yeah but there but nothing really beats being in a room with somebody and being able to see their bodies 360 rather than on zoom. You can only really see one or yeah. two angles because you don't yeah. want to be making people move around too much, but it, it does work very well and it's nice to have both options. So do you, I mean, just getting back to, you know, I know this is a running podcast, but, but whatever, but do you, do you, what, what kind of reasons, um, do do you get people who do have done you know other forms of physical exercise come do they come to you to say well you know I really struggle because I don't know I'm a cyclist or I'm a runner or I'm a, yeah. I do this or that um, and I really need to have these different uh, things to help me. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people come to Pilates. They've been told to do it because they've had some kind of injury or back pain. But in terms of cyclist runners, I think you're a runner as well. You probably know yeah, the yeah. tight hamstrings, yeah. maybe sore hips or knees, sore ankles. Hips, definitely. Hips, yes. yeah. yeah. So um, that kind of thing, it's, I mean, I'm a runner as well. I love running, but um, the two really complement each other. So it's really good to be able to utilize the smaller, more intrinsic muscle groups mm. Um, mm. that support those joints. So your hips, your knees, your ankles, especially if you're a runner, mm. um, but also the mobility aspect. So building flexibility, you will find that doing a combination of the two, they do mm. really work together and you will be a stronger runner if you're doing those kind of mobility exercises. I'm mm. sure, you know, obviously everyone says to stretch before and after a run, but mm. I'm not sure how many people do or do it effectively no, yeah, <laughs> You're yeah. Worried. yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah but it's kind of that thing I think sometimes people I think the misconception with Pilates is people might think it's boring or very slow or yeah not not high impact and it's not high impact but um, it can be very challenging mm. and you often get people coming who are very fit very active you know run marathons but they find the exercises really challenging because yeah. it's completely different yeah. discipline yeah, that's right. So, so for those for, for those who are starting out who are very new, mm. you know, so and 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 they're sort of coming to your class or whoever has a class, or whatever. So, what are the kind of basic exercises that I mean? I tell you, you may say to them, oh, "Well, go away and do this," and you know, if you're sitting down or you know, lying and watching in front of the TV. What are the sort of the basic things they can be doing? Yeah, so I would always start with the spine and say you want to be moving your spine in every direction that you can. Flexion, that's basically like rolling down if you're from standing, rolling all the way down so you're getting a rounded shape in your back. Extension, so um, if you lie flat on the floor and you're basically lifting from your head, your neck, your chest, all the way up, uh, all the way down, sorry, to your hips if you can, if you've got that range of movement. Um, so that's kind of if you see dogs on there when they're in a kind of a four points and they go into that extended position of the spine, that's kind of that. Right. Stretch. So, oh, so you're on all fours? 
Um, yeah. If you do it from lying down, so lying you're down. in prone, flat on the floor. Face, with your face down. Face down. And then yeah. you lift up from your head. I'm demonstrating. Oh, obviously, this is, okay. a, this yeah, is yeah, not yeah. a visual, yeah. um, an audio podcast. But um, yeah, it's bit... yeah you're, you're lifting basically from your head and you're peeling your spine off the mat. Oh, the I see. So you're okay. getting that extension um, okay. in the spine. Okay. Okay. Um, so those two, they're kind of the opposites, flexion, mm. rounding, extension coming mm. up. Mm into that position um, and then you have rotation so turning the spine side to side and then lateral flexion is basically a side bend so you're moving over to the side um, right okay so those four movements for your spine i'd say try and incorporate those every day right um often obviously in most people's life we are kind of sat down at desks which yeah. often in a fl- uh, yeah. in a right flex position of our spine yeah. so getting that extension opening up the chest opening up around the hips is very okay. important okay um because you're counteracting the movement that we tend or the position that we tend to be in for most of the day yeah because we can we, we you know well i think probably you know i do we tend to have that rounded shoulder yeah bit, exactly sort of which is quite normal in everyday life because we're sat at a desk with our laptops phones all that kind of stuff so mm. that's kind of what pilates does it helps you to become aware of those things so when you are sat at your desk noticing your posture thinking can i sit yeah. up taller where am i yeah. sat on my sit bones um are my feet flat on the floor you know just all those things mm. building that awareness to um and the exercises that we do in the class emulate things that you do in everyday life so there's very functional movement um, and we want people to start to become aware of their body in space in the class so that when they're out in the real world living their lives they are more aware of how they're mm. holding themselves that's that's right so by just by doing those you know uh spine exercises mm. every day that will just help with the their, their flexibility of the spine yeah mobility um in particular of the spine yeah mm. And that's a wrap for another exhilarating episode of Brian's Run Pod. Thanks for tuning in, folks. As always, we've got your back with all things running. And next week, get ready for some awesome beginner hints and tips to kickstart your running journey. Oh, and before we sign off, exciting news. We're now available on YouTube. So whether you're pounding the pavement or chilling at home, you can catch us there too. Plus, we have a new feature on the podcast. You can now send me a message. Yep, you heard it right. Brian's Ron Pod has become interactive with the audience. If you look at the top of the episode description, tap on send us a text message. You can tell me what you think of the episode or alternatively what you would like covered. If you're lucky, I might even read them out on the podcast. Hey, if you want to keep up with the latest updates, behind the scenes fun and even some exclusive content, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter or should I say X at Brian's Ron Pod. We've also just launched a shiny new Facebook page. Simply search for Brian's Rompod and give us a like. And don't forget to hop on over to Instagram where you can catch all our visual adventures at Brian's Rompod. For those of you who love diving deep into the episodes, head over to our website, www.brianesrompod.co.uk. And there you'll find detailed show notes, handy chapter markers, make it too easy to navigate through our favourite discussions. Please leave a review as it will always help find others find this podcast. Music is by Happy Days by Stock Audio, not forgetting artwork by Alice Patterson. Till next week, thanks again for listening. 